Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Goose, and this is the Goose Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I think I'm going to start a new series on the podcast called Shoot the Stuff Sunday. Every Sunday, I'm going to upload a new episode just shooting the stuff, anything about what's going on in the world. I think that it's going to be nice having a non-formal episode each week. I know that the other episodes are pretty formal and edited and and all that stuff. So I'm going to give you the raw stuff, so to speak. So to start off, let's just talk about the Colts game. Yeah, let's talk about the Colts game. So, as you know, the Colts lost again. I had them losing on my bracket this year. One, I didn't even think they're going to make it this far, but they did, and I had them losing the last game against the Bills. That that's painful to say. We lost against the Bills. I think that Frank Wright gambled a little too much. He should have just kicked the field goal and not tried to go on fourth and goal with you know how they were playing and how Buffalo was just passing the ball and marching right down the field. He shouldn't have gambled that, and he did, and it, you know, lost us the game. Blankenship missed a field goal, lost us the game. We could have won that game if Frank Wright would have played it smart and not stupid. But, you know, it is what it is. I guess he might be another Pete Carroll. But, you know, we'll come back next year and hopefully have a better year. I think they did Jacoby Brissett wrong. He should have started this year, not Phillip Rivers. Old man Rivers needs to go. I didn't like him in the beginning of the year, and I didn't like him at the end of the year or anywhere in between. So that's that, and this will be published right before the Browns game. So for all you Ohio people, I think without Baker Mayfield due to COVID-19, I think the Browns are going to have a really, really tough game. And with Big Ben, as I call him, Ben Worthless Burger, you know, I think he might, due to his experience, just might pull off the win. I think without Baker Mayfield, it's really going to hurt the team. Baker Mayfield is more or less the reason why they're even in the playoffs in the first place. So without him, due to COVID... You know, it's going to be a really, really hard game. Do I think they can pull it off? No, I don't. I think that... I think that the team's chemistry came with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield changed the Browns, and it showed this year. He did a phenomenal job leading that team. So, I think Steelers are going to move on, which is... Unfortunate. Uh, Baltimore, they won today against the Titans, which I thought was amazing. I was glad that they won. And the Saints blew out the Bears. Surprise, surprise. So that's that. And um, tomorrow, tomorrow is the Ohio State game against Bama. 
to dig deeper, the quarterback, Justin Fields. Let's do the battle of the quarterback. Justin Fields stands at six foot three, two hundred twenty-eight pounds, and he's a junior. This year he has nineteen hundred and six yards, one thousand nine hundred six yards, six interceptions, and twenty-one passing touchdowns. On the other side for Bama, you got Bryce Young. He is six foot, 184 pounds, so he's quite a bit smaller. He's a freshman. He has 22 attempts, 13 completions, and zero interceptions. So obviously, Fields has the advantage in the battle of the quarterback. Fields does make stupid plays, especially when he's pressured, but he's also human. I think. He's starting to dial it down. He's starting to realize what he's doing wrong. So do I think they can pull it off? I say there's a very good chance. And I'm not saying that just because I'm in Ohio and that I'm going to root for the Buckeyes. But I think that he has a little bit more weapons. Fields also has Chris Olave. Chris Olave is disgusting. Uh, he is the wider, He's one of the wide receivers. He's six foot one, 188 pounds, junior. He has 42 receptions, 660 yards, and 7 touchdowns. I mean, he's just, he is a very, very good wide receiver. I think between him and Ohio State's running back and Fields, I think they can get it done. I really honestly do. All right, moving on from football. This past week, we saw something that we didn't see coming. Something that is probably one of the worst things that happened to Americans since 9-11. I think you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the riot in D.C. Now, don't get me wrong. There were peaceful protesters that have a right to be there. But as soon as you start having criminal intentions and you start acting upon those criminal intentions, you're no longer a protester. You're a straight-up rioter. I think it's disgusting what happened. I think they need to be ashamed of themselves. I think they need to go to jail. I think people need to stand up, and if they know somebody that was in that, they need to go to jail. That was disgusting. I don't even know what to say to that. It was just gross. But I also think it's just as equally wrong for the left to sit there and use this and paint every Republican as one of these crazy people that stormed D.C. Because that's not true. We can see what the narrative is going to be in the media. Because they're very left. And they're going to paint this as the Republican Party. The Republican Party is nothing but a bunch of white hillbillies that go around shooting guns and, and storming D.C. But that's not true at all. Nor do I think, you know, all Democrats are leftists because they're not. They're two different things. Nor do I think all Democrats are, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, burning down buildings and making our own cities and crap. You know, that's not true. 
99% of Republicans are ashamed of what happened, are disgusted by what happened. It was just a few people, you know, not, it was like a thousand, but, you know, most Republicans think that was disgusting. But unfortunately, with big tech the way that it is, and the media being this disgusting, lying, deceiving organization that it is, is what we're going to have to deal with. So I think that Republicans are going to have it hard for a while. I don't think that this is the first step in being united as President-elect Biden and President Vice President-elect Harris want to say that it is. Because they're going to come at, the the Democrat they're the left is going to come after us. There's no way around it. So on the surface, people are going to think, well, why didn't the police respond quick enough? Why didn't the National Guard respond quick enough? I've gotten approached with messages like that. But let me tell you why they didn't act quick enough. The governor, who is black, told them not to go. She wrote a letter saying that she does not want any extra federal or local police departments at D.C. So legally, they can't. But doesn't that seem a little weird? Doesn't it seem a little weird that the party who is pro-law enforcement, who's pro-country, who has shown to be very civil and not burn down cities every time something we don't like happens. All of a sudden start trying to take over DC. The police are told not to respond. And I think four people were killed. Three of them from, you know, later stuff, but one woman, Republican, white, was shot and killed by Capitol Police while she was trying to get over the wall. It just seems a little ironic. I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist, but I'm also open to the possibility. It's just weird. But even if, even if, This was planned. Even if the governor, she knew that it was, or the mayor, or, yeah. She knew that it was coming. Everybody knew that the protest was coming. They should have had everybody right there. She had the National Guard. And they, she told them not to come. Why is that? We can all agree that it was disgusting. We can all agree that what happened in Minneapolis was disgusting. But at the same time, President Trump is not single-handedly responsible for what happened. He didn't tell them to go and storm the Capitol building. However, he did boil the pot. For the last couple months, he has been saying 
that he will remain president. He has fed fed us so much information saying, oh, we have all this evidence to overturn the election. Do I think that this was a fair election? No. Do I think there is fraud? Yes. But there's fraud in every election. But I think that we need to have voter ID. I mean, heck, even Mexico uses voter ID. There should not be mail-in solicited, unsolicited voting nationwide. I think that is okay if they, you know, go and, and do a bunch of investigation and people qualify. That's fine. But just send them out to everybody. Like, hell, I even, I even got one. My wife got one. We don't believe in mail-in voting. So we had a chance to, what, vote twice? Or, you know, take that ballot and make it fraudulent? We didn't. Just throwing that out there. We didn't. But I'm just saying, you know, that's not that's not fair. That's opening up for fraud. I think the American people are fed up. And I'm saying this on both sides. I think both sides are fed up and we don't have trust in our in our voting system, which is shame. This is, It's definitely a shame. We should be embarrassed of ourselves. We are the greatest country in the plant, on the planet. People from all over the world strive to come to America. And we have this amazing thing to where we can vote who's going to run our country. You know, I, I hope and I pray that President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris will do good things. I pray that about everyone, even Obama. And y'all know, I did not like Obama. And I always got, oh, you're a black man, you should like Obama. No, I don't care what color he is. He can be red, purple, orange, yellow. I don't care what color he is. I think that he had some really bad things, policies that he put into place, beliefs. He did the same thing as Trump. He boiled the pot. He kept turning up the heat. And when you boil the pot so much, it starts overflowing. So, yeah, that's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. And I know I'm only 24, almost 25, but I've seen a lot. And what happened was downright disgusting. And they should be ashamed of themselves. They should go to jail. My wife's cousin was there, and he said, don't believe everything you see on the news. He said they were having a peaceful protest all up until those rioters started. It's just disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. In wake of this, big tech has suspended President Trump. I don't think that's right. I'm not saying that as a Trump supporter. I'm saying that as an American. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, who is owned by Facebook. They all claim to be free speech. But they censor the living crap out of conservatives. They really do. And I don't even care if you're a leftist or a liberal. You know it's true. 
they censor literally everything that remotely goes against what they believe. And for them to ban Trump just because they don't like him is pretty bad. I see so many tweets and posts about how bad Trump is, how they would kill him, how, you know, all this stuff, and it's not censored. But Trump just says that the left stole the election and he gets banned. Come on now. What happened to being American? What happened to being able to talk about whatever we want, have different beliefs, but still be, you know, humans? What technology has done to us is astonishing. We're soon going to be the dumbest animal on the planet. With all this screen time and and everybody losing touch with each other, it's sad. We live, like I said, in the greatest country in the world. We have all this technology at our fingertips. I mean, my wife's car has Wi-Fi. It's insane. But we are starting to get more dumb, not smarter. We're starting to lose our touch. We're starting to lose being able to have conversations with people that think different than us. My best friend is a Democrat. I am a conservative, but we're still best friends. We had different opinions on what happened in D.C. Well, slightly different. And we just text each other and talked it out and came to agreement that we both agreed that what happened there was disgusting and what happened in Minneapolis was disgusting. That's what Americans need to do. We are an American family. We may have different views. But that's the great thing about being American, having that freedom. You know, if you don't like here, please go to Korea, go to China, where you don't have that freedom. I guarantee you, you'll be back. We take so much for granted here, and we don't realize what else is going on in the world, what other people don't have. It is 2021, and people are still dying to come over here, doing anything they can to escape the government that they're living in, like Venezuela. Down there, you can spend 500 bucks and only get a chicken. Their money is, like, useless down there. They're starving. They can't just go down and spend, you know, $5 and get a whole meal at McDonald's. They can't have DoorDash just come and bring them food because they're too lazy to go in and they're going to spend an extra 10 bucks so they can tip the driver and pay the delivery fee. We need to come together as Americans. We need to unite. I think with big tech, they have divided us. And now there's a support black restaurants or something like that on DoorDash which is fine but you can't just do it for blacks you have to do it for everybody as a black man a black American I say 
black America, wake up. I'm not saying don't stand up for what you believe in, but don't do crazy things either. We wouldn't be where we are if we didn't have our ancestors protesting. I'm not saying rioting. Like I said, two different things. There's protesting, and then there's rioting. We have the right to protest. We don't have the right to riot. So burning down all these buildings, making our own little cities and all that crap, knock it off. To brighten things up, God is alive. He is not dead. He is not done. God has been working, even in the dark times, you know, with the riots and all that stuff. We have free will. He has given us that. That is not him. But going on in my life, you know, there for a while, my wife and I were in financial stress between COVID and, you know, job loss and stuff like that. But now we both have jobs that we tolerate. I'm working to get on a police department by the end of this year. And uh, we just got our new car. Yeah, it's a 2021 Subaru Outback premium package, I believe, all-wheel drive. This thing is insane. I can't even really figure out the how to use the climate system. It has a giant, like, I don't know, 10-inch touchscreen display that controls everything and has Wi-Fi and, you know, it has all these, like, eyes, smart eyes or something like that. Karen's built in and, you know, if she doesn't recognize, you know, a silver car or something, it will be better. She doesn't react. It will automatically lock up the brakes. Um, it has lane departure warnings and so much stuff. And it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And if I would have told you, or if you would have asked me nine months ago, if you would have asked me five months ago, three months ago, that I think we'd have a brand new car, I'd say no. And I have to look for a truck because my car's about to go out. It's amazing what God can do if you just give him time. If you keep your your eyes open, your heart open, you talk to him, you ask him. He will answer your prayers. It might not be on your timeline. It might not be the way that you wanted it to work out. Her and I had these big plans that we're going to have her college debt paid off pretty soon. And it still might, you know, but not as soon as we wanted it. But he's providing for us. We are getting a car. Or we've gotten a new car. We have to get a second one. It's going to be a truck, just saying. You know, we have a house. So just, like I said last time, smile more. In the last episode, I, in the last couple episodes, I've been saying, smile more. It works. Turn off the phones. Have intimate conversations with your spouse, with your family. Stop being so dragged in by what's going on around in the world. 
it is very important for us to realize the good stuff too. I can guarantee you, if you gathered up five people out of your family, ten people out of your family, and you ask them what good things are about us, what, what good things about us have we done, do we do, stuff like that. They're going to have to think. They're going to have to sit there and question and go back in their brain and and do all that stuff. But if you say, okay, so what are the bad things? They'll instantly just start answering. Why is that? That's because our brains are wired that way. It is up to us to change that. We need to recognize the good stuff. Because once you start recognizing the good stuff that's going on in your life, your life will become even better. It won't be so dark and depressive. It won't be stressful, unbearable. You won't feel like you're, you're falling and you can't get back up. No, this is not a paid sponsorship by Life Alert. You know, just... Always realize the good stuff as well as the bad stuff. You can't fix the bad stuff if you don't realize that it's there. But you have to recognize the good stuff to keep your sanity. To keep you happy. To release the the dopamine. So, I will pray for you guys. I hope you guys like this type of episode. I think we're going to be going to two to three episodes per week. With this being one of them, a new segment called Shoot the Stuff Sundays. Hope you guys have a good week, a blessed week, and I'll talk to you a little later. See ya. This is the Goose signing off. Look out for each other, take care of each other, and stay safe. Godspeed.